welcome to another episode of Block Talk. I'm your host as always, Michael Block. We love a link tree because it's got all the ways you can help support Block Talk. Visit linktree.com slash michaelblocktalk to click on the links. We have a link to Redbubble where you can purchase all of your Block Talk merchandise from t-shirts to mugs to hoodies to totes available in a variety of styles. Another link has all the platforms you can listen to the podcast, plus links to PayPal and buy me a coffee should you feel the desire to tip a host. And as always, follow me on Instagram and TikTok at MichaelBlockTalk, on Twitter at BlockTalkNYC, and visit theaterthenow.com for its news, reviews, and interviews. Things got a little surreal on Drag Race Belgique as a larger-than-life acting challenge led to one of the coolest runways the show has ever seen. It's time to talk all things Drag Race Belgique and join me on this adventure is the fabulous Annalie Fisher. How are you? Hello, good. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm tired um, now that I have three drag races and Survivor and Queen of the Universe to start thinking about, plus some fourth drag race coming up soon. I don't know if I'm going to ever sleep again fair that's not required it's not required i think i need a twink turn um i don't know where to find one but i'll find one somewhere online i'm sure literally i just need someone to like do the social medias for me that's all i ask like that's the hard part i can do the podcasting part i just don't fucking care about social media enough hey that's a real job these days could you imagine if i had someone who like actually dedicate time to make good social media content for me oh my god i would be like bob and monet not really, but close enough. I went to edit content. That is that is a big asset. Yeah, it's it's it's. I need a someone, please, out there. Um, I'll give you a cookie. Come on for a one cookie. cookie. One. one cookie. All right. Um, as always, I must leave a disclaimer. This is an entertainment podcast. We are discussing reality TV show characters that are written through us reality television production. We are someone that the television show wants to see. We reacted with presented yesterday. The real people give them an opportunity to go on television to share the crap, but they all put themselves in a position to be discussed. What is said on the podcast? We're going to discuss reality television show. All right. Now that's out of the way. Uh, Drag Race Belgique, four episodes in. How are you enjoying it? I am enjoying it. It has its own unique flair. I feel there's this sense of drama of, of like, expectation that was also on Italia mm-hmm. but they're much more demure about it they're sort of less loud than Italy <laughs> no offense yes um I, I've, I've seen some comments here and there saying that um the pacing is slower and they're not as exuberant um but I feel like that that's just how they are as people culturally yeah it's an interesting almost like a sad energy but it's beautiful as well yeah have you have you been to Belgium? I know you've been all over Europe. Have you been to Belgium? No, I visited France, but never Belgium. Um, yeah, I'll, I would like to go sometime. I'm sure when I get um, to be a billionaire, um, I'll make a European tour. It'll be great. It'll be fun. For the freets, yeah. for the fashion. For the freets? Oh, just give me the freak crew. Oh, my God. Um, a tweaky Yeah, crew. the fashion. Listen, I'm telling you, if they let me have Drag Race Scandinavia, put them all together, I would have had uh, Blonde Twinks as my pit crew. That being said, we haven't seen the Swedish pit crew yet, so we don't know what they're going to bring out for me. Um, I might be very happy. We'll see. All right, let's let's dive into this episode. Um, they pumped up the jam, but Edna has sashayed away. Like me and some others are quite upset. They realize the competition is real. The drag legend, Edna, is eliminated. 
Now, Mademoiselle Boop finds it hard with her gone, and Tina feels bad and is so sad. Um, the show got drama. Edna going was drama. It really was. I mean, up until this point, like everything was going kind of according to plan. Um, like if you had eliminated Mocha last week, I think people would have been like, yeah, that makes sense. Eliminating Edna did not make sense. So if you're basing it purely on the one challenge, I guess you could argue. You sort of wish sometimes they would look more holistically, but the outfit was not great. Fair. I mean, the thing is, the thing, track record plays into circumstances sometimes. It depends who's judging. It depends who's in the bottom and the top or whatever. Um, I mean, if you work on Lucy LaDuca's numbers, everyone has more wins than you're supposed to have if you count the mini challenges. So who really knows? Um, but then at the end of the day, this is a television show. They want drama. They got the drama. So mission accomplished, I guess. I think we're going to miss out on her confessionals. That's the thing that confused me. I said in the first episode that she was the narrator of the season. And I was like, ah, usually the narrators go far. This one was shocking. And you can tell like this episode, there really wasn't a clear, strong narrator anymore. No, you're right. It's feeding into everyone is sort of quiet energy, but you know who else is Rita. Mm-hmm. Rita is very, very subtle um, compared to what we have seen from her. But I guess that's what she wants to be as a host, someone respectable as opposed to a caricature. I enjoy it. It's sort of regal. Yeah. Well, Valenciaga is congratulated for staying. And I'm like, wait, what about Mocha? Didn't she win the lip sync too? Did I miss something here? Why are we shading Mocha in this moment? Good question. I don't know. That's very strange. Well, after a playful entrance, the girls have more room at the table. Boop is back on the wagon. She's not sad anymore. Uh, What a good night's sleep will do for you. But Mocha has decided that today, on this day, she will show the real Mocha. Boop. I guess the real Mocha got herself eliminated. I think so. Now, Valenciaga has the title of lip sync queen, or as Atina likes to say, bottom queen. We love a bottom. Yeah, they're always featured. Always featured. We love bottoms. <laughs> um, so they're going to make some predictions for the day. Dancing. They really want to dance. Are they ever going to get ch- a chance to dance this season? I'm curious. The same question and what type of dance they want to show. I guess like a girl group challenge type situation. I don't know. What kind of dancing do they do? I'm excited for that challenge coming up for sure. Um, You like to dance. How are you at dancing? I think I danced last night, but it was more, you know, in a a club setting. Oh, okay. okay. I don't think that's what they're referring to. I feel like someone's a ballerina. Possibly, possibly. Um, and you're not trained in ballet, are you? No, I, I'm a mover. You're a mover. That, that, that checks out. <laughs> All right. Well, the alarm sounds. They have some assumptions based on the video from Rita. Tonguing? No. Boop knows a reading challenge is about to come their way. And Rita arrives and she is back in that silk blazer and pants set. And I feel like those are very comfortable. Do you think I could pull it off? For sure. That's a very... Um universal look that's a great look for anyone i think i might find a pair because it looks very comfortable exactly and great for all occasions yes um i have to go to a wedding at the end of august i feel like i'd rather wear a silk suit than some like heavy material 
you'd get a lot of attention. I mean, that'd be, that'd be gorgeous. Listen, I have not been to a wedding since 2015 because no one fucking loves me or invites me to shit. Um, so I can't wait to go to another wedding and be like, haha, motherfuckers, look how cute I look. Yes, I mean, they used to show off to, to drink a little bit. Weddings mm-hmm. can be fun. Weddings can be it's very a family fun. wedding too. So I can, at this point in time, um, I am out and proud and y'all can deal with me. In your silk suit or what, mm-hmm. what is it? <laughs> well, Rita shares the library is in fact open. It's time for the reading challenge or as Rita modestly translated it to the acid tongue challenge. I heard a lot of people are into that nowadays. She used the word veep. Is that a viper? Yeah, I listen. That title card did not make any sense to me, but acid tongue. Um, interesting translation. I'm yeah, very interesting translation, and I'm kind of here for it. I would like to have an acid tongue. I feel like I have a bit of an acid tongue on this podcast sometimes. I can I can dish out some shade. You can read a queen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. How are you at reading? These girls seemed terrified. They did. I don't think it translates culturally 100%. I, feel, I, I do feel like they're more of a loving drag culture compared to us. We're like, bitch, you suck. And that's a laugh. And recently we've been talking so much about ballroom in the community. And we have to give credit to that like cultural influence of reading of in course. ballroom. Of and maybe course. they don't have that reference. It's definitely a possibility. Um, oh, I cannot wait for my Drag Race 15 podcast this week because the, the ballroom girls were not happy with um, that mini challenge. But that's No, not at all. Um, Rita calls the fruit crew in and we have a new gentleman and I would like to get to know him. What? Who is this fellow? Please, please someone tell me who this man is. Is the joke that they're freaked because they're all sort of small, like they're size I of french fry no I, I don't know i think it's just a play on words because of frites in <laughs> belgium i don't know uh, but they are they, they are tiny right Am I, i'm not making things it's up. cute I'm, I'm into it it's just different than the american and they're fuzzier too yes yes but no this this one was not fuzzy this was a um twonk i would say he was a twonk a twonk okay let's go through this reading challenge shall we peach sure. on mademoiselle boop i think physically you look like zizi jean marie Especially since she's dead. Um, Zizi Maria, I believe, is a ballerina, actually. I think that's the research of the company. So nailing the reading, co- compliment and then undercut it. Yeah. Peach on Dracon, uh, you're like a pizza, except you can order pizza without fungus. That one confused me. I guess because, I don't know, mushrooms, they don't use say mushrooms. We say mushroom. They say fungus. Okay. She's she's unclean, I, I guess. That's the joke. Yeah. Um, Peach on Susan. What's that, sweetie? Are you lost? The Boy Scouts are over there. Also sort of referencing her look. Yes, yes, yes. Cute, cute. Mocha on Mademoiselle Boop. Madame Boop. And that's it. Mocha on Atina. Aquaria, I mean Atina. Mocha on Valenciaga. Valenciaga, what can I say? Valenciaga says nothing, to which Mocha says, exactly. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, lost in translation. We'll go with that for Mocha. I think now, so. Valenciaga on Mocha. We're so proud to have a bearded queen this first season. Thanks, Mocha. You too, Athena. Double whammy. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like that sort of read. Um, and then Valencia Gamatina, the Greek flag isn't the only thing that's blue. 
What do you mean? I think I don't Sad? know what it was referenced to. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, direct point on Mademoiselle Boop. Boop or not? Boop or not? Sorry, I can't tell if you're in drag or not. Funny. I, I think that's a pretty accurate read, honestly. Um, I, I, I agree. I thought that was very well done. Drag Queen on Atina. Uh, eyes like a doe, manners like a shark, face like a horse. True. I mean, listen, we'll talk about it later because we're just going to reference it, but why? we always make horse jokes with drag queens. It's just a drag queen staple. Alaska rocks it. Mm-hmm. Um, drag one on Valenciaga. Primark, Zeman, Valenciaga. Sweetie, I love your energy. Since we met, I don't need sleeping pills. That was <laughs> I like that one. Nice, yeah. Um, I didn't go to Primark when I went to the UK. I feel like didn't get the full London experience. I've heard it is a revelation, so you should go. I'm going to have to go next time. Also, yeah. I had a dream that I was going back to London this morning. It was very weird. Also, I'd like to go. Also, it's I a actually had three straight... I had three straight dreams about traveling and flying, so I don't know what that means. Um, I am flying this week, but... It's in your future. It is in my future. Drag Queen on Mocha. Mocha Bonnet, the underdog of the season. In French, that means Solchian, um, which I'm not sure what the joke was there um, because I guess uh, Sichon is like leftover is kind of what the translation means. Um, apparently it was very insulting. All right. Suzanne on Mademoiselle Boop, uh, Mademoiselle Booby. And then Susan is about to have a laughing fit. And after 10 hours, she finally tells a joke, which is, you wear as many vibrant colors as you have talents in the challenges. No, not good. No. Susan on Drag One, Drag Hunt, Drag Cook. No, sorry, Drag Coin. Okay, so different mm. pronunciations of the same style of word. And then Susan on Valenciaga. I really liked your Tanta Sidonia outfit, but sweetie, you can take off the prosthetic now. That was funny. That was nice good. One. Nice one. And then Susan Amoka, just like coffee, you're full of flavor and energy, but you also make me want to shit. Low-hanging fruit, but not bad. Very, very, very simple. Um, Atina, Andre Quinn, my darling, I didn't think you'd still be here, which is a false bullshit lie. Y'all knew that bitch would stay until the end. Come on. She's good at drag. Right. Atina and Susan, know why your looks intrigue me? Me neither. Easy, very simple. Yeah. Atina on Valenciaga. You're just like the brand, except the V stands for very bad. Pack your stuff. No. <laughs> Meh. Mademoiselle Boop Andre Quen. I don't eat ham much, but I know Quen is for the dogs. Don't get it. Mademoiselle Boop on Atina. The goddess of wisdom. Has there been a mistake? You're the goddess of vulgarity. Mademoiselle Boupon Valenciaga. How silly. If not for one letter, you'd be worth something. That was good. That I remembered for sure. That was good. And Mademoiselle Boupon Peach. I'm sorry, Rita. The princess is definitely not in the castle. Let me translate the princess ain't there, which is what the English translation would have been. I love that Um, one. Like we've already said, maybe reading is not fundamental for uh, the Belgians. The Belgians, Um, they're illiterate. The winner of the mini challenge is Mademoiselle Boop. Do you agree? I think she sold it and she had at least two jokes that I liked. 
So yeah, I think her and Jack Quinn were both pretty good. Um, but I think Mademoiselle Bloop had some of the more memorable of the reads. Um, she's going to win an advantage in the Maxi Challenge. And speaking of, for the Maxi Challenge, they will be performing in a parody of So Help Me God. This is the documentary from the Minds Behind Striptease. It follows the daily life of court magistrate. Angry, are you familiar with her work? No. But Same, I, I but love she her. seems like a good time gal. Um, they really had an admiration for her when we get to meet her later on. So she's sort of the Judge Judy. Yeah, I guess. Um, there will be three scenes, and as one of the many challenges, Mademoiselle Boop will assign the roles. That's power, baby. But before Rita leaves, she's about to drop a bomb. The judging panel will include the one and only Angruet, who and the girls are about to just die on the spot. Um, I've joked before, like in some instances when Rue or whoever is like, blah, blah, is the guest judge. And like, everyone's like, oh my God, I can't wait. And most of the time it's acting because they have no fucking idea who it is. But right. this time they knew. They knew who they, she was. They definitely love her. Yeah. All right. So Boop is getting ready to pass out the roles, but she knows they're all just getting chummy, chummy with her. The magistrate is a big role as she is featured in all three scenes. Would you want a role like that in a show like this? Yes, I think it's an opportunity. And I think if you're confident you're acting like drag queen is, go for it. It's almost one of those situations where if you do well, you win. If you do poorly, you're in the bottom. Like it is a risk or reward situation. If you came on the season as a dancer, don't do it. Right. If you're an actor like Quinn, I get it. Now, Elka will say she is the judge and they all laugh. So I'm assuming that was a joke and it was lost in translation. Much of what this episode will be for me. Boop will turn to Drag Quan and ask her how she is at acting. And she says she can play any role. Well, you said you were an actress. Here you go. Boop assigns the magistrate to Drag Quan. Susan will note that there needs to be two for the bowling scene. And she just perhaps she can do it with Atina. And Boop is like, I haven't chosen yet, which is code for bitch. I'm about to screw you. So Boop decides she wants the seawall scene with Atina. She puts Peach and Valenciaga in the bowling scene. And Susan is like, oh, fine. I'll play Josie. And really, she says, fuck you, Susan. You're with Mocha, but she's playing Josie. Um, if I were Susan, I mean, I'd be like, sabotage, say what? Not only did Boop not give her the partner she wanted, she didn't give her the scene or the character in the scene that she didn't want with the partner she didn't want. We, we've never seen anyone be that aggressive before. That's shady, that's strategic, yeah. It was so strategic in a way that i'm not sure was the right move like maybe she knows more about susan's in ability to act or inability to act i don't know or she knew having the two girls who are flemish speaking together not gonna work out also boot could have chosen the magistrate role for herself she could have but i don't think she had that faith in herself no right she went for the shenanigans though instead of the power move and i think that's potentially what might not get her to the end. I don't know. The girls seem to be laughing, perhaps in discomfort, but Susan is like, you gave me the role with literally three lines. And Atina's like, play it up, play it up. Um, yeah. I mean, listen, we, we've seen Queens before in situations where they're in barely any of the, 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 the acting challenge, but they've made the moment theirs and they've sometimes won. So I don't disagree that you can play it up, but when you're basically told I'm literally here to screw you, how do you get past that? Yeah, she got screwed, I think. 
Susan thinks this is revenge for the sewing challenge. And I'm like, what did I miss there? Did she not give her a material or something? Like Susan had no power there. Edna was the one who won the mini challenge and got to go to the material first. I think she means revenge for winning. It's possible. Um, Boop. What's the tea? Spill the tea. I saw the confessional. You're holding something in. When you want to come on the podcast and tell me, I would love to hear it. Or I'll meet you at Dracon one day, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, what would you do if you only had three lines in the scene? I liked what Peach ended up doing, which was embodying a character, really making some choices. And then that was memorable. Yeah. Despite the lines not being as memorable. Okay. And she was playing off her scene partner, you know, working with what she was given. I think that's always key. It's like, take what you're given and do the best possible job. But the girls go out to her way. Yeah. The girls go out to rehearse and get in drag. And before long, we get something we like never see a walkthrough before an acting challenge. Why? Maybe to provide direction, like beforehand a little bit. I I don't know. It was strange. Like sometimes we'll we'll see like in a like commercial challenge, Rue will go in the room and be like, "What is your commercial about?" Not in a straight up acting challenge. Mm-mm. Well, Rita arrives to help them through their pre pre filming jitters. Boop and Atina are first, and Rita's like, "What is the inspiration for this look?" Well, Boop is like, "White trash and leopard print often go hand in hand." Which officially means Michelle Visage, the queen of New Jersey, is now the queen of white trash. Yes. Rita will ask if they were having any chemistry together and with drag queen. And Antina thinks it'll be funny between them and have a laugh. Rita will remind them they will be judged for their performance, knowing their lines and the way they interact. So to simplify that, acting. Basically. Of course, Rita knows the tea, but she wants more. She will ask Boop if everyone is happy with their parts. And she's like, almost everyone. And Susan is grumbling off in her little corner. She says Susan always grumbles with a challenge, which Tina's like, unless she wins. I kind of feel like, and I kind of alluded to it before. Is Susan becoming the jinx of the season? Is she the jinx of this cast? Season five jinx. I don't think so, because... She's not getting bullied quite as harsh as Jinx was. Like, that was intense. Yeah, but she's not being respected at all. Yeah, they don't seem to get her thing. Do you think this is retribution for Edna's elimination? I mean, what did Susan do? She just did what she did, and they said, you're the winner. She didn't do anything to Edna. Yeah. Competition's heating up. It's heating up. All right, next up is Mocha and Susan. Rita will call out Susan's wig, and we learn we'll learn it's the same one that Susan has been wearing. Rita's just seen it worn backwards. Um, when you have a versatile bus driver wig like that, you can wear it any way you want. I like Susan in wigs. That's fair. That's fair. Um, I like Susan out of drag. That's a whole different conversation. That is a different conversation. The music gets deep as Rita asks about how their chemistry is. And Susan shares that they have been trying to find ways to really be able to say the right words. And Rita shares that they can change a word if it's too hard for them to pronounce. Again, note that they both are Flemish speakers. So boop, now I see the sabotage. Also, Mocha will hear what Rita says and run a mile away from what she actually meant. Mocha heard, you can change words, but did not hear not all of them. And now she's like, I don't give a damn. Script writer, be damned. You go away. I am writing my own story. 
And I, I understand the strategy there, but it really did sort of mess up her scene partner, I think. It messed, yeah, it was terrible. Rita will advise that sometimes less lines can be memorable as you can add color to the character. Next, we're going to have Alenciaga and Peach, who Rita barely recognized with its new beat. It's almost like she's doing classic drag. Crazy concept. Good, t- good time to start doing that. Wait, crazy. Marsha, if only you learned a little sooner. Anyway, <laughs> Peach knows she has to be uglier and be funnier. Here she is, boys. The trouble for Valenciaga is having to say her words in a leash accent, and that is still lost on this American. I don't know what that means. But if you want to try, according to Peach, you have to talk like you have a hot potato in your mouth. Did that help you at all? That's hilarious. I can imagine um, it. Yeah, I don't know what a hot potato in your mouth feels like, but all I know is um, it probably burned the roof of your mouth and your tongue. And I think you say the letter F a lot. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> finally drag queen gets her time alone and that look wow well we will discuss it but for now drag queen says that she has a little inspo from her source material she says when she read the text she could hear angora talking but this is her take on the woman and drag queen will be funny and over the top she will also be playing the role passive aggressive really that's passive aggressive yeah like (laughs) she made some bold choices and i liked it yeah, um, that's for enough for me to see on set. It's time to get to the show on, on the roll as Rita sits in the director's chair and it will be musical chairs of filming as the three scenes are about to be in the can. Our first scene has Boop as Bay, Atina as Martin. Uh, these looks are, I guess, the Belgian version of Trashy. Can we call it Euro Trash? Is that allowed? I don't know, but I'm going to say it. You're a trash. You said it. You said it first. Uh, I got to ask, was Boop's actual hair coming out of her wig? Like, that was a blonde bob, and some black hair was coming out in the back. Like, is that what we call a Belgian mullet? Yes, but her kitchen was exposed, I would say. <laughs> uh, so, Drag Queen, during her walkthrough, uh, we saw her look, but she wasn't wearing lashes. I was like, surely she'll put on a pair of falsies. Nope, wrong. She had none. And I yeah. could just like not say that's a man, Maury. She, yeah, her eyes look bald as heck, but it was funny. The, the look mean, made she, me laugh. She's a very masculine drag artist, but she can paint. Lashes do help. They do help. So this scene, they are accused of throwing muscle shells off the West End seawall. I did some brief research and I think I got it slightly wrong, but it literally is a wall structure between the land and the sea like the land and then this the sand has a wall in between it because i guess erosion and other problems if i'm yeah. wrong please someone tell me but i do my google search i couldn't really get much yeah i think you're right it prevents erosion so it's like keeping the city from falling into the ocean i guess that's a good thing yeah <laughs> Um, also, shout out to Atina Colin Quinn's costume, a cross between Moliere and Marlene Farmer, who I now know because of Drag Race France. Um, see, drag is educational. I don't know what y'all are smoking down in Tennessee, but it is educational, friends. I know it's bringing families together, as Ru always says. Yes, the scene is pretty straightforward. The writing is quite absurdist, even when Quinn goes off, she has got the tone of the humor down pat. Rita will give some notes. She will tell Boop to ensure that each word she says has a punch. 
And we will get to see her enact that as she takes a second take to the scene. Um, this scene was going so well. Atina thought she was actually going to be thrown in jail, but alas, her criminal record is pure, just like her. Cue the symbol crash. Tell another joke. That was funny. And yet bizarre. These were bizarre yeah. sketches. Um, Atina is definitely not pure. She is probably the biggest slut in all of Belgium. Yes. Our next scene features Mocha as Josie and Suzanne as Monique. Quinn will tell us that this is a rise or shine, all or nothing challenge for her, and that is the precursor of what we're about to see. You will watch Mocha and Susan essentially flounder while Drag Queen is slain. And then Mocha is going off script. Like she took what Rita said and said, I will do my own show here. Um, what we'll find out here is she's either got a bog in her boat, a hog in her moat, or a pog in her stoat. And then Rita is like, you've changed the script. I don't know what you said, but the line you were looking for is frog in my throat. We got there. Bog in her boat, hog in her moat, mog in a stoat, frog in her throat. What? Is it just Rita, different ways to pronounce the, the, the word? I don't get it. Rita even said it made her laugh, but it just wasn't the line. So how do you go forward with that? I don't know. Um, I was like, a pog? Like, are you, is this 1994? Are you playing with pogs? Did you have pogs as a kid? No. Did your brother have pogs as a kid? No. It, it, it rang a bell, but I really still, still know what they are. I, I had pogs. So friends, if you want to go back into your 90s research, pogs are like these little cardboard circles that have like different characters or movies or whatever on, on them. And there would be this like slammer thing that is like this either like usually made out of metal or something you slam it down and you play this game if the the pog turns over and it doesn't have the face on it you get the car the the pog and whoever has the most at the end of the game wins okay okay really fun game um and you could, and they also had a thing where you can make your own pogs like there was a pog maker oh it was the 90s what a simple time pogs. pogs pog in your stoat though stoat i don't know what a stoat is it's a mammal. Great. Good to know. Um, it's a small right. mammal. Also, when we saw the two of them stand up, they were wearing slides with socks. I said I quit. It's a Those choice. The, it's the worst fashion choice that has ever been allowed. Yeah. Finally, it's our scene with Balenciaga, who is Beverly with an F, not a V. Um, I'm sure there is a Liza with a Z song in there for someone to create. Um, and Peach is playing Allison. Peach will share that there are no small roles, just small actors, and no matter what role you've got, you can kill it, even with two lines. Let's see if she is right. The scene starts, and Peach doesn't act like doesn't like acting, but she'll be the best white trash chick she can be. I wonder where she got her inspiration from. Do you think there are like white trash people in Belgium? Of course. I think there has to be in every part of the world. I guess, I guess. Rita says they will have good chemistry, but Rita wants more out of Beverly. She wants her to be totally over it. She jokes like this first season, and I thought she was going to be launched out of the studio on command. Don't shade the show you're on. But come on, Valencia. Yeah, I was a little bit shocked by that. I was like, what do you mean? Now, Peach will be told her body posture is funny. Is slouching over funny? So, the person she was creating, I think, was funny. And the contrast with her scene partner was working, you know? 
So those two elements together, if it was intentional, it was smart. And that's all we're going to get here. Uh, filming is over. Drag Queen can take off that beehive. Do you think she brought that or was that provided for her? I think she brought that. That, that, that was a pretty good wig. It was a good wig. All right, it's the day of the show, and Mocha is like, if I'm going out, I will wear this pink, sexy number. And then Suzanne pays homage to Lady Camden with Maxine. Good times, good times. Favorite paying homage to favorite. Mm-hmm. No table talk, right to the tables, right off the tables to the mirror to talk. It's time to discuss the reading challenge. And let's lastly ask the tongue queen, Mademoiselle Boop, how she felt. She'll keep the challenge on and say that she didn't have much competition, which is very shady. Valenciaga will tell the group that she's glad that no one brought up her body or chest because she's all, it's all she's heard as a kid going through body shaming. She reveals that she was a big kid and drag helped her appreciate and love her body just as she is. She is happy to show it off and proud of the person she is. And I was like, wow, I know all the shows don't do their own filming and, and release schedule together, but we just had this plot line on Drag Race Verge with Antonina. Yeah, I think it's just a it's universal storyline you're going to hear like every season, probably. True. It's just, it's always when a cat, like when there's similar things happening in the same week for me as a podcaster, I'm like, couldn't we like cross reference a little bit and help each other out? But no, no, that would be silly. That would be silly to help me out too. Anyway. <laughs> Boop says that's something she didn't bring up but relates to as it took her a hell of a long time to accept her body as a boy. Boop helped her accept her body, the power of drag. Valenciaga likes how her chest looks in drag and Atina is like, it's nice out of drag too. Conspiracy theory, they did it. Probably not, but we want a showmance. Wait, Rue's not here. We don't want a showmance. Scratch the showmance. Is Drag Race US the only one that's ever really had a showmance? um yeah i can't think of another one or have we just it's, not had enough of the, of the international franchises to really amplify needing a showman to have a new no, plot line well what we have had is people who know each other outside of the show who mm-hmm. are exes of course of course we've had that um Katamanaz and my little pony um, maybe we'll see one of them on our television screens in the future i don't know we'll find out exciting Yep. The girls will then make fun of Atina's horse face. Um, again, drag queens and horse faces. It's a thing in any language. It's a brand. It's a brand. RuPaul's horse race. Can't wait for that season. Oh, it's coming. Susan will remind us that drag is a safe space and a place you can be yourself, unless you live in the state of Tennessee or any state that is trying to ban the art form. Peach says no one cares what you look like in everyday life as long as you accept yourself and others will as well. And Mocha will say that it's up to them to educate, which is a random tangent, but let's lead into the discussion of reading books to kids to, in drag. Again, there is nothing wrong with it. Drag Queen and Tina have both read to kids in schools. Peach says she has, and it's more stressful than a real show. Atina says it's a nice feeling. She says you ask them questions and they're a bit shocked but fascinated talking about gender and diversity. But there are some who have very fixed ideas, which is their parents talking. But they read and ask questions and realize that is all fine. 
Susan will tell a story that she was doing her makeup and there was a six-year-old who said he'd never dress as a girl. Susan will then explain the point of drag and by the end of it, he was trying all her wigs and flake lashes on. And she is right. It is super easy to change a child's opinion, which is why a certain set of politicians are trying to impose a vantage point to ensure that free thinking can never be. Susan's heart is warm seeing kids adore their art and it's a way to create little drag queens. And drag queen infers that drag can change things and assert itself and that it's great. Drag is done in an artistic way with lots of love. What a fascinating conversation for us Americans to listen to knowing what our political climate is doing at this time. Yeah. I mean, it would have helped me, I think, as a kid to have more representation. But we have to remember that it is out there, even for those kids in places like Tennessee where things are made illegal, they'll still see the stuff on, online, on social media, on television, and know that there's other people like them. And you can't stop that. No politician can stop information. It, it, I, the, not to get too political here, but the thing that just grinds my gears is this is all about protecting the children, protecting the children. Shouldn't the parent be the one protecting the children and not the politicians deciding how to parent for the parent? What we've always done is put um, content labels right. so that a parent can choose what their child may consume. The reality is you can say, oh, they can see a drag queen in public, but a child at any age can grab a remote and put on any channel they want and they can still see what they are not supposed to see. And they haven't established how that's harmful, a child being witness to a gender expression and one that trans people can't take off. Correct. And yet they're still making illegal regardless. So it doesn't make any sense. It, it, nothing makes sense. And again, every podcast you listen to on Block Talk nowadays, this is going to come up in some way, shape, or form. I'm going to relate it. This is my platform. I have to keep talking about it. But here's a, here's a, just just posing this question to you. Let's say you're an idea friend, a man of massacre, were to go out on the streets of Nashville on Broadway in drag. She is an AFAB queen wearing drag. Does she get um, arrested for wearing drag or not? Because she's wearing a heightened version of female attire. Well, there was not, there was no thought put into these bills. Correct. Um, so there's major holes and gaps. But what they really want is the ability to discriminate against a very specific group of people. I mean, um, Dolly Parton, which is LGBTQ people. Right. Dolly Parton says she is a drag queen. So if she gets on a stage in the public square in Nashville. Is she going to get arrested? I'd say no, because they're trying to discriminate against LGBTQ exactly they're going to ignore anyone who does not fit into that category and that's why this is bullshit so if you got the opportunity to donate to the aclu or any of the ground um people on the ground doing the work grassroots funding is out there do it help people out share the post tell people about it drag is not a crime bad drag is a crime what are we we gonna do bad drag is a crime i don't know what we're gonna do we'll figure it out we'll figure it out all right, let's bring it to the runway. As Rita is filling it in burgundy, I do not know if those were ant accessory earrings or not, um, but she could have used a necklace. I could have used a necklace there. On the panel, we have Luffy, whose identity is now being a representation of 90s fashion. Moosey, who will be my boyfriend one day. I'm determined. Please call me. Also, I love that ring piece you had on. Um, and finally, we have the woman of the hour, Anguru, 
she knows nothing about drag and that will be a fun through line to this rest of the episode right um we're gonna discuss the performances then we'll move on to the runways so help me god parody let's start off with atina mademoiselle boop and drag queen um is it me or was the musical underscoring a riff on green sleeves is it a reference to the source material just sharing what i heard but it was a riff on green sleeves it could be uh, some other song that's similar that we're not it's possible. identifying a cultural reference. Listen, last week on uh, Drag Race Savage, I found out that um, uh, Here Comes the Bride is written by Robert Wagner while he was um, in exile in Sweden. So it all made sense. Cultural references right there. Who knew? Oh, are, are they, did they say it Svadia? I don't know. And I already had someone uh, message me be like, it's okay. You don't have to learn how to pronounce. I was like, thank you. I just, I can't, I, it, it doesn't come out of my mouth properly. I, I, it's not a romance language. The romance language is I kind of get, I can't get the Scandinavian language. It's, just, it's weird. Can't do it. It's too it's, hard. It's, it's, the it's letters weird. don't match up. Um, anyway, I think the playfulness between this trio is really what made the scene shine. Also, the more I look at her, Boop looked like Willem. Just an observation. I can see that. I love them calling her your majesty. Very funny. Um, I, I feel like that's not an uncommon thing that happens at courts. Mm-hmm. They kept referencing a Martin. And I was like, what is that? And according to Wikipedia, they are a weasel-like creature. I have never seen one in my life, but apparently there is an American version. The more you know. Did you know this? Yes, and we talked about stoats already. Like we're getting start stoats and martins. How did you did you have a fascination with mammals as a child? How did you know this shit? I don't know. I guess enough Animal Planet or something. Maybe you and me, baby, ain't nothing but mammals. That oh my god, why has that not been a lip sync song? Good question. Oh my god, RuPaul, please make the right touch to um um lip sync for your life song that that's it you got okay we're starting that petition please note that when the two stood up to leave the camp the camera completely caught the top of the set illusion didn't notice yeah you could see the top of the set it's like oh no come on editors fix that fix that um overall they were they were good it was a good scene good way to start Next, Mocha, Suzanne, and Drag Queen. Uh, the first joke was Mocha calling her your boner instead of your honor. We love middle school humor. I don't know the last time I like heard anyone use the term boner just playfully like that. In general. And they said it in that, that boner or something. It was weird. I didn't I didn't mind some of the wordplay, but mostly when you throw your scene partner like that, nothing good can come of it. Um, yeah, so their actions were due to disruption at karaoke. Have you been um, a disruptive audience member at karaoke? No, you're supposed to be. You're in a bar. I mean, like everyone's raucous. How, how can you possibly? Booing. Say you suck. I guess. Yeah, that would be terrible. That's not the point. No. Um, I really, really, really would love to get a private karaoke room and get a couple friends and just get shit-faced and do karaoke. That's the best way to do it in so uh, Koreatown. Yeah. 
Um, they're going to be doing a rendition of Sullivan by Celine Dion and Garou. Um, and what comes out of Susan's mouth is anything but Celine Dion. <laughs> She's not a singer. This scene was just very flat yet chaotic. There was just no purpose or direction to anything that the, the two of them were doing. They had no chemistry. No, they were not communicating with each other, not listening to each other. And I almost do want to place the majority of the blame on Mocha because she was the one who was going on random tangents. Rita later says that she missed some of the fundamentals of, of yeah. like acting, of like doing a scene. And I think part of that was just connecting with the scene partner. Absolutely. All right, we have Valenciaga Peach and Dred Quine. Have you ever bowled while inebriated? Yeah. I, again, Me too. Point, it's so right? fun. You're supposed to drink and bowl. You have to. Um, I think these girls were so annoying, yet we know who they are. Like, we know who these bitches were. That's what I liked about it. It was that they were, it seemed like a real, real people. Uh, we also learned in the scene um, that drinking the foam from beer may make you fat. Is that true? That's a funny little rumor. I like that. That was crazy. I mean, this is why you got to pour your beer properly and then you get no foam. So, I mean, it's not true, but it's like, of course not. An amazing thing. It's sort of like in Mean Girls when she's like gaining weight, eating the <laughs> protein bars. Yeah. Uh, they did a great job together. I really think this was probably the strongest trio, but not individually the strongest three, if that makes sense. Yeah, I understand what you mean. All right, let's go to our runway. Category is surrealism. Uh, in honor of the runway, we will play surreal or surfake. <laughs> All right, Mogabone, look by Mocha, hat by Marie Um, she is, she is paying homage to Ray Magritte's son of man with the apple and the hat, but rather than a classic suit, she is serving a jacket with clouds and a skirt. I like the reference point and some of the elements. It's where she veers off into her own world. I'm like, okay, the artistic liberties are a choice. The sparkly sock moment was not for me. And then like the, the, the heel and the shoe, I just didn't get it. Also, she calls it a wedding dress, but I think I will not meet her at the altar. That's not a wedding dress. Overall, it's cool in concept, but this was a challenge where some queens slayed the house down boots. And if you were just mediocre, you are not going to be a, have a good look comparatively. Yeah, she, she started with the wedding dress and modified it to what it became, but it, it didn't fit her. It didn't have no. a lot of fashion editing to it. I think it needed a better eye. Um, are you a fan of Rene Margit? Yeah. Yeah, good stuff. Moosey says that it was hard to understand her with Susan as the intentions and understanding were more vague between them. He says he was a bit lost and imagines it wasn't easy as it's not her mother tongue. Rita says she understands the idea of the look and says, well done walking in heels inside shoes. She said the biggest problem she had was her listening was, was she was not giving the listen to the advice she was giving and she was focused on getting her lines perfect and not listening to what she said. Mocha will get emotional, which prompts Anne to get out of her chair and onto the main stage to comfort her. What? Have we ever seen this happen before? This was so jarring, but kind of an incredible moment. Like we love to see support from the guests. What did you yeah, think pretty, here? Pretty magical. It was It was good TV to have her like, not let her break down under the weight of the criticism, you know. Could you like imagine if someone like Lizzo or Ariana Grande just got up out of their chairs to like comfort a queen? Yeah, it felt nice and organic and real. It was cool. Could you imagine RuPaul getting out from her blanket and flip flops and going to comfort a queen? 
I think that's the problem. It's like it's not feasible with production. No, come on. One day, one day, Rue is just gonna have to like break the fourth wall and just show us the blanket. The blanket. Show us the sweatpants. Of course. Come on, Rue. Just do it for us, please. Anne will tell her she has lovely eyes and she is wonderful and gives her a kiss on the cheek. And Rita will follow up that she has said she has been in their shoes. She knows what it's like to get critiques. She reminds them that everything they say is to help them better themselves and is said with love, which is fair. This look, though, I will give it a surfake. A surfake, I would say so. Audience, right in the middle, very confused. 50% surreal, 50% surfake. All right. Drag Quan, look by Udun. She is a hat made up of hats. Marguerite love bowler hats, and I think I love this bowler hat look. It is so whimsical and artistic and something we have literally never seen on the Drag Race stage. When she reveals her face and makes the look turn into a turtle shell, like we, it's, it's still stunning because we then see that gorgeous beat she's painted on. I love this. Yes. I, so Mocha took like six different elements from Magritte's work. The apple, the pipe, the clouds, um, the shoes. Drag Quen chose one and like embodied it in a cool way. A cool, it was a cool concept. Would you wear it? Yeah, it was easy to put on. You just like a turtle shell. Pop it on top of whatever um, you're wearing. I want to know how she was seeing through it, but... Moosey she's says probably looking that just directly down at her feet. Probably. Moosey says that she was very precise with a fully fleshed out character and says she found the character to be well structured. She says, don't tell anyone because she saw herself in the character. And Rita says this week was she practically made no mistakes. She said she had a great look and it was a drag race moment. It's a surreal for me. Surreal. Audience 100% surreal, 0% surfake. Valenciaga, no designers listed. We have another Magritte-inspired look, but this time she is going for man in a bowler hat, which has the dove in replace of an apple. And yet Valenciaga is like, let's give you both and story and, and a story about how pigeons shat on me. Um, I think it's cool in theory, and I like that it was reveal of sorts when she turned the corner and then revealed all the shit. But for me, it felt very flat as the materials were literally all flat colors. Like, give me sparkle, give me jewel tone, give me something... And then her purse broke, which sucked. Um, for me, this was just a case of wrong materials causing a weak execution. Yeah, I also think she could have um, edited down some of what she had on. And it, it didn't uh, take me anywhere else like a surreal thing would. Like, right. it was clothing. Luffy says she loves all the faces that she pulled and the actions including the gum and brushing her hair and the way she spoke she says it was perfect she loved how she embodied the trashy vibe she says the look could have been more surreal Moosey agrees and says she's playing it safe he thinks it was under underwhelming and could have used more crap and tells her that the gum never landed in the trash can she was just following the script um, I'm going to give this a surfake surfake Audience, 55% surreal, 45% surfake. Mademoiselle Boop, no designers listed. I may be um, wrong, but I think this is partially inspired by Magritte's The False Mirror, which is a painting simply of an eye with the clouds being inside of the eye. Regardless, this is Boop's best look this season. It's fun and whimsical and creepy, and like if this was an alien from another planet, I bow down and checks out. I think the reveal with the pupils showing us that stunning beat was very well worth it. The pearls were beautiful. Um, I really love this look. 
What did you think of the confetti popping out of a pond? Did not need it. Yeah, it didn't really add as much as maybe no. the rest of the look. No. And I think it would have been better if she did the face and then the confetti. Uh-huh. But it's a cool look. It was. Moosey says he was impressed with the way she would react and really went all out. He says she was funny and nailed it. It is a surreal for me. Surreal. Audience, 90% surreal, 10% surfake. Atina Sorliki, no designers listed. Um, walk onto the stage back first. Back first. Uh, she is inspired by the Philosopher's Lamp by, you guessed it, Magritte. This was a very tripping runway, but it was very cool in execution and concept. That Bob was a choice, but I think it was right for the illusion that she was creating. Uh, when she does turn around, it does complete the story, but I was kind of hoping for something a bit dynamic with the nose, if you've seen the inspiration uh, the source material, but overall, I enjoyed it. Yeah, she has a unique perspective and is very creative, so I like that aspect. Anne says her accent was impeccable and her choice vulgarity was well done. It is surreal for me. Surreal. Audience 95% surreal, 5% surfake. Suzanne, look by Fia. This look is taking references from Magritte, but the rain dress is taken from Rain by Raphael Obinsky, which was a painting from 2018. Um, I love the dress part. I like the idea of the bowler hat hair. It just needed more dimension. Um, did not care for the paint. I know she wanted to go bolder, but the execution on the show was just not there. This was a risky look adding on to the dress. I think if she made that umbrella dress even grander, I think that's the only element that would have been necessary for this runway. You know, she also could have used a little construction paper a la Nina Bonita Brown for her frame on her face. Sure. Make it pop sure. out a little bit more. Um, I think she's terrified of construction paper after uh, the crown. Oh, right. But it was a good look. I, 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 I think that's a cool fashion moment. She looks good, too. Moosey says that she was like night and day. He says her outfit is super cute. He really wants to crawl under there when it rains, and I'm sure for other things. But for the acting challenge, it's the kind of same as Mocha. He says there was a group effort at work. Luffy says the dress is very her and well-made. She says it was a good effort on the makeup, but would have gone further as they can't see much from there. I'll give it a surreal. Surreal. Audience, yeah, haters. 45% surreal, 55% surfake. And finally, Peach, no designer assisted. She said, I'm gonna do my own thing. It's not surreal, but it's fun. While everyone else had a reference point, she said clouds on my face and chest and the rest will look like what I want it to be. She didn't do the assignment, which is upsetting because if you notice, surrealism is truly based on simplicity, and that was just very, very, very busy. Also, her beat looked like Sharon Needles. Yeah, this was confusing. Um, a few tweaks, she could have gone to surreal, but she just didn't have it, have it in the concept. No, there's nothing there. Luffy says why she loves her is her gift of making others laugh when she dares to be ugly. Rita says they often say they want her to go ugly and Moosey described her as gross. She has passed the test. Moosey says that they had this Barbie and a bit of Paris Hilton on acid at the start of the competition, but feels like the doors are being opened and they see her now. And says her look is as if she stepped out of a children's fairy tale penned by Jean Cocteau himself. And like Peach, I had to look him up and he is a French artist of all trades. Um, because she really didn't do the assignment, I'm going to give it a surfake. Yeah, surfake. But the fashion of it was nice. Yeah. And I think that's what the audience react to. 68% surreal, 32% surfake. 
Rita has decided that Boop and Atina are safe, leaving Dragoin, Mocha, Bone, Susan, Valenciaga, and Peach as the tops and bottoms. Do you agree? I agree with the tops and bottoms. Yeah, I, it's interesting because, again, they do three bottoms, and I'm like, oh, I think we're really grasping at straws to find the third here, but I guess runway was the determining factor. Yeah, I think so. And the safe girls are safe, and Atina's disappointed. It's been three weeks since she's had any feedback. She's had nothing. The tops and bottoms are promptly back, and Atina nails that Drag Queen and Peach are the top, as she tells Drag Queen she was impeccable. Drag Queen really believes she will win, as she will read Peach's look as if she knew anything about surrealism. She said, you would have known dressing as a fairy tale doesn't count. It's Mozart rock opera, as she says. Yeah. Um, really interesting that Drag Queen is kind of coming for her here. So, you know what would have made this surreal is if she had a cloud background. Mm-hmm. If she was a floating outfit or something, it would have had sure. more of an effect. But that didn't happen. Now, Suzanne expected the critiques, and she knows that she and Mocha will be lip syncing. Valenciaga is like, it could be me. Expect the unexpected. And I was like, girl, this isn't Big Brother. There is there is no twist in the world that will put you in the bottom two. It's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. The queens return to learn that the winner of the week is Drag Queen. I mean, doll. Uh, she wins a VIP stay for six, one night and two days at Paris Daza Native House with breathtaking views of the bears and the deer. The most random yet intriguing prize the show has ever given out. Um, I went on the website. And? I'd go. Okay. Like a little nature retreat. Relaxing, I'm sure. Yeah. Who doesn't want to see bears and deer? There's also other Up animals. Close? Like a zoo. I don't, I don't know. It's really weird. From afar, maybe. Valenciaga, Peach are safe. Leaving Suzanne and Mocha as the bottom two. Do you agree? The bottom two, yes. I think that made sense. Yeah, unfortunately, sadly. Now, the song is Million Eyes by Loch Note. Note Um, This song was in English. Yeah, so I want to look up the origins to know if it's a Belgian thing. Very interesting. Um, listen, they speak English. It's not. It should not be a surprise to anybody, um, but it's just... Listen, I did not know Pump Up the Jam was a fucking Belgian song, so the more you learn about music. Um, so these are the two Flemish-speaking queens who were supposed to do French most of the time and do English for this one. Literally. Crazy, That's right? Tough. That's tough. This song was all about drama. Um, I think Susan knew how to bring out the power of stillness, allowing her to emote with, the, with her like mouth. Mocha just wanted to dance so badly. Like you could see her being like, I want to make the sea chandelier, but it just didn't have the power. Um, and Susan losing her wig could have been deadly, but she made it a moment with her natural hair. Very, very st- strong um, uh, mistake t- turned into something positive. It could have been a I close one. Sh- I think she could have kept it on, and I still think she would have won. It was falling off. I think she it was about to fall off completely, so she had to just remove it completely, I think. I see, yeah. Um, it could have been a close one, but I think track record was really very much in play here. You know, I did prefer Susan's performance. I do, too. Absolutely. Mocha is eliminated, and Susan stays. Do you, you agree? I do. It was Mocha's time. She was very clever, very prepared. But no. M-O-C-C-A don't forget the bone name. I got some burning questions to wrap this podcast. Are you ready? 
Mm-hmm. What is Mocha's legacy? She's the first bearded Belgian queen. And On she Columbia. had a, a lot of creativity and energy. Yeah. But maybe not the refinement that they wanted for the top. Yeah, I think she's a very unique queen. She was definitely energetic. She was definitely a fun character. Um, again, she's one of those queens where like maybe a verse the world could be good for her because she does check off a lot of the boxes of the verse the world um, uh, criteria where she is a um, import to the country, speaks multiple languages, and she has a very um, unique backstory and diverse casting. So I think I I would not be shocked if Mocha ever appears again. I think she just needs to refine some things. Yeah, she's an exciting, dynamic performer. So maybe we'll see her again. Who won the week? Who was the standout of the episode? We have to applaud competent acting in drag queen. And her look mm-hmm. was stellar, one of the best. This is the episode that I will call back to if the result ends up being the result I think it's going to be now. Mm-hmm. All right. It's Snatch Game next week. What famous people from Belgium would you like to see? I'm sorry. I'm drawing a blank. Do you have any? Exactly. Okay. So I know Jacques Brel and that's about it. And then I was uh-huh. like, let me just Google. Let me Google some things. Do you know what I learned? Tell me. Audrey Hepburn was born in Belgium. Wow. And then she spent her childhood in England. And this entire time, I thought she was American. Really? I did not know Audrey Hepburn is British. Well, Am I just an ignorant asshole from America? If you're not a fan of hers, I guess I can understand. Well, no. Am I just an ignorant asshole from America? What the fuck? How did I not know any of this? You're learning. You're growing. Is there like an Aubrey Hep- Audrey Hepburn like movie? Has anyone made a movie about her life yet? We need a biopic. Then I'll learn shit. There you go. There you go. Who's going to play her? That's a great question. Jennifer Lawrence. No. Um, Emma Watson or something. Oh, ooh, Emma Watson could work. That could be fun. Oh, Maybe she could pull it off. Yeah. Um, all right. After four episodes, the winner of the season is? The winner? Mm-hmm. Um, let's just say Drag Queen based on this episode. I think so. I was going to yeah. Tina a little bit, but I think Drag Queen's going to win now. Like this She's episode solidified it. She's got the talent and the the nerve. It's interesting because she doesn't give off like first winner ever of a franchise vibes, but her but she's showing that she is a winner. So interesting. I, I again point to this episode. If she does end up winning the season, this is the moment she won. I think so. I think she's going to pull ahead of the pack, maybe. Her looks are fire in general. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, where can we find you on social media, Venmo, and any projects you want to plug? Um, pretty much everything at Annalee Fisher. A-N-A-L-E-E Fisher. Um, Instagram, yeah, Venmo. But I just did a different podcast, and it's called The Sauna Scene. And it's about drag and the environment. It's about um, some songs we did a c- couple years ago now. And I'm excited for that to come out soon. It's with an NYU grad student. So very cool. Very well, this was super fun. Thanks so much for being here. 
Thanks for having me. Glad we could talk more. I hope everyone's watching Belgique.